Hi guys, it's Technically Romance here with Stephanie and Hamilton, where we talk about Hallmark movies and we come at it from both of our perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic that I am. And mine is from the cynical technophile. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Cynical cinephile is your catch, but like cynical technophile. Oh, cynical cinephile? Yeah, that's your little catchphrase. Uh, that sounds a lot better. I come yeah. at it from the cynical cinephile side. Yeah, I don't think technophile is a word. If it's not, it should be. It should be. And you're supposed to be technical. I know. You don't Awful. Off to a bad start today. Words. <laughs> but we're talking about never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater, which is an extremely long title. I like the title. I thought it was kind of cute. It is cute. I'm proud of you for getting it. Thank you. I definitely had to write that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, never kiss you. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, we, we have some news. We got some, some fan mail. I guess, I guess we can call it fan mail. We, got, we hope he's a fan. We hope he's. He seems to like you a lot. But we got some fan mail from Gary Yates, who is the director of Sweet Autumn. And on the 12th date of Christmas, he emailed us to let us know that he's been enjoying the podcast. He really likes the romance side. Apparently, uh, Stephanie of gets course, it. Of course he does. <laughs> But apparently he, he called out that there was no green screen in Sweet Autumn at all. So... Maybe you're not so technically correct. Oh, no, no. Correct. What I'm going to do is, obviously he's not lying. I need to go back, rewatch Sweet Autumn, watch those scenes again, because they, they look green to me. Well, I think there is a technique that Hallmark does that sometimes I wonder if it's green screen, but I think it's just the, um, the depth. It's like the... The shallow aper- depth of field? Yeah. Yes that sometimes it's so blurred that you might assume, and I don't know if maybe that's what you were seeing, but they do do that a lot that I've noticed. No, they they do. The wind got me, though, so I'm going to have to go back and see it. (laughs) I just need to see it for myself. Because you don't believe Oh, no, no. I definitely believe the director of these two films. But uh, I just wanted to apologize to Gary Yates for calling out green screen where there wasn't. And also to thank you for listening. We really appreciate the support. Yes, it means a lot. We were very excited to mm. get your message. So, But thank you. But thank you. Um, and also, Gary is also doing one that we're really looking forward to coming out uh, on Thanksgiving. Yes, I believe so. It's uh, Go ahead. I think it's Christmas and... Christmas by Starlight. Christmas by Starlight. I knew it had the words Christmas and Starlight yeah, in it. But you were close. It's got one of our, well, if not, it is should our, we say? Uh, he's I, our favorite. He is. We're just going to go is. ahead and say it. It's Paul Campbell, and I believe he wrote this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his and, first time writing one. Yeah, and it's uh, we're very excited yeah. about it. And now we're excited because Gary Yates <laughs> has a part in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and talk about Never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. I don't know where to begin in this one. Why don't we start with the plot? Let's start Let's with the plot. Let's start with the plot. Go for it. Because this you, one... I'm, I'm sure you've got it. Let's let's hear it up. I find these really hard to do sometimes. That's why I don't do I... them. Because they're super hard. I don't <laughs> want to do them. I know they're how hard they are. That's why it's your... Maggie accidentally injures, injures a man with a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Just let that sink in. She feels bad about it. So she lets him stay at her guest house. She gets him to help out the volunteering at a local youth center, mm-hmm. is what she calls it. Yeah. And while working together, they help each other realize their true passions, and they fall in love. That was good. That's a lot better than I could have done. That's what I got. You didn't even talk about the Christmas sweater. 
There's not one mention of Christmas sweater right there. Well, we're going to talk that about... That is the, the focal <laughs> point of this film. The Christmas sweater doesn't really... No, it doesn't. It's not really... I mean, it is in the movie. But, I mean... So, these are tough. These are tough for me. Because, again, as someone who comes from, you know, the technical background, you know, I, I've worked in films before. I haven't worked on large productions like this, but I do know, you know, what goes into these. And there are so many people that have a hand in making these. And so when they don't work, it just breaks my heart because I know that a lot of people put a lot of effort into these. With that being said, with that being said, this movie was not not good. This was not a good movie for me. I, I did not like this one. This is one of those that, would I leave it on the TV if I was you know baking a pie? No, I would not. I would turn it off and I would just go to a Yule log. I was not I was not happy. And that's not just lip service. He actually does bake pies. I do. So yeah, they're good. He's, they're they're really good pies. <laughs> good pies. <laughs> uh, but what what about you? Let's let's uh, let's hear your opinion. Let's let's get let's just get well, out the opinions. Let's get it out. Let us first say okay. that we both, you especially, adore Ashley Williams. No, I, I I love her. She's amazing. I know. Like I've loved her from How I Met Your Mother. She, in my alternate rea- reality, she is Ted Mosby's wife. Like she was perfect for him. <laughs> like she huge fan of hers. So it breaks my heart when I don't like one of her films. It breaks it. Yes, we usually always love her yep. movies, uh, Hallmark ones, and she's she's just a joy to watch on screen. And I don't think I disliked this one as much as you did, okay. but I was disappointed I wanted to like it a lot more than I did but I did find things in it that I enjoyed okay I was gonna say that you found things that made no sense (laughs) because she tried she tried so hard to carry this she tried so hard to carry this and she she I loved I will say I loved Ashley Williams in this movie okay even though the movie as a whole didn't get me didn't pull me in the way I wanted it to I loved her in it and her character. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to focus on. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you're going to hold close. Well, let, let's break it down. Let's sort of explain why I, I am not, not a fan of this. Okay. You know, but we'll, we'll, we'll start from, let's start from the introduction, all right? How they meet. Because I think that goes into a lot of issues with this. And I, I think, and we'll talk about this later on, for me, this is a, a script issue. This is a an issue where we have it's almost like three different movies into one, where they weren't sure if they wanted to make a comedy or a serious movie or what was happening, so they could never find the right tone throughout the film. And because of that, I felt like the actors didn't know what role they should have played. Well, this movie is based on a book. What that this book with the same name? The book is called Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas okay. Sweater. I don't know that it had the military plot in there. I have not read the book, but from what I read about the the synopsis, it didn't say anything about military. Right. So that actually did feel kind of out of place to me in the movie. So I can see that now, knowing that this was based off yeah. a book. I think the book is just she injures a man, and he has to stay at show, a guest show house. Show me that movie. Show me that movie. Because well, that is the movie. It's about a single mom being alone for right. Christmas. And this man comes to stay at her guest house, and they fall in love. But the, the side plot there with the, the military youth center just didn't fit because it was such a serious topic. 
And it was a great topic to have for a Hallmark movie. They've done things like this. Uh, yes. But it was the wrong movie to have it in because it just didn't fit with the tone. Yes. It didn't quite work for me either because the movie, to me, was like comedy, yeah. cute, funny, and then they had this like serious element in there which did kind of throw me off. It felt like Hallmark movies and mysteries and a regular Hallmark movie trying to just combine and not, not having the best of either, you know? But let's talk about how they meet because this was... No, no, let's back up. I want to talk about one thing before we get into this. Before we get into all of this, because I have a lot to say. The Christmas sweater issue. The Christmas sweater issue. So I, oh, I've got things to say about the Let's do it. Sweater. I mean, this is what this movie is all about to me. This is, this is why it doesn't work for me. It's the Christmas sweater. So I'm a perfectionist, you know, I'm an elitist when it comes to a Christmas sweater. The, the sweater that, uh, what is his character's name? His, uh, we didn't mention, Niall Matter is her, <laughs> is her, why do I always want to call him opponents? I'm not sure why that word comes to, it's her lead. Opponents, that's a very Freudian kind of slippy I idea. know, what does that say about me? I don't know. What does that say about me? What does that say about me? I see you as my <laughs> opponent. Niall Matter plays the love interest, mm-hmm. and his name is Lucas. Lucas. Okay. So Lucas, thank you for that. So Maggie sees Lucas for the first time when she's coming back from teaching school, and Lucas is wearing a, and I'm doing air quotes, see if you can feel them, a Christmas, an ugly Christmas sweater, all right? So the thing about this is, and let me know if you agree with me, because we've never had the ugly Christmas sweater discussion. I think it's about time we just get it out in the open. He basically went to Walmart or Target and bought a tailored ugly Christmas sweater, a, a sweater that's designed to be ugly. That, to me, is not an ugly Christmas sweater. An ugly Christmas sweater is needs to be worn, you know, ironically. It needs to be something that someone made that they thought was really good looking and ends up not being good looking at all. You can't, you can't make an ugly Christmas sweater. You can't make a sweater ugly to be ugly. Does that make sense? Am I making sense here? Is my, Chris, is so. my, is my Christmas... I feel a little differently. I agree with you, but I do okay. have a little caveat. Go for it. That... Is it homemade? Because homemade, I think you can throw some homemade in there. Because I think homemade ugly Christmas sweaters are great. I don't believe that an ugly Christmas sweater exists. Oh, okay. These sweaters that they call ugly, it breaks my heart. Because it's Christmas. It has to do with Christmas. It's not ugly. You could put all of the bows and wreaths and Mm -hmm. glitter and sequins and all of the things on the sweater and I would love it okay I agree with you in that what he was wearing was not considered the stereotypical what the world calls an ugly Christmas sweater because yes I do think it doesn't necessarily have to be homemade like the sweater itself right but if it's got like little patches on it or things that you put on there to try to make it ugly i still don't see that as ugly i think christmas sweaters are beautiful (laughs) and they make me very happy and i own a few that people might actually think are ugly but i think they're great and so that is my issue that every time hallmark has one of these things where it's like an ugly christmas sweater i'm like that's not ugly. Yeah. Well, it's I, Christmassy. It's cute. It's or it's funny. I think they put the word ugly on it because they think it's not very fashionable. Right. But 
but it's become fashionable now. And the one that uh, Maggie wears is actually a good-looking sweater. But it's not a sweater. That is another issue I have. It's a dress. Dress, yeah. It's a dress, and it's, it's a sweater dress. It's not even. It's just a long sleeve dress. It's not even like sweater <laughs> material, and it has Christmas lights on it. It's so, so cute. Yeah. I would. No, I liked it. I, I would it was cute wear too. that yeah. dress. Yeah, I thought it was cute too. So basically, we need to talk to <laughs> costuming because I think they, there were some missteps there, but. Went off on a huge sweater tangent. Which, I'm very. I'm glad you're as passionate yeah. about it as well, I am. Well, my pedigree. I mean, I've set up many an ugly Christmas sweater competition at my last <laughs> job, um, so I'm very passionate about the ugly sweater. But moving on into our actual meet cute, <laughs> you know, uh, our characters. So she sees them in you know the ugly sweater. The kid falls off. So first of all, I don't like this guy. He's on his phone texting. Lord knows who. The kid that he's watching just flies off almost kills himself basically and i'm wondering who is this guy on the cell phone and he's wearing like a long coat with it's just a, a huge mess i was not like and then guy. he tells her to not tell anyone like oh keep this a secret so i'm a little worried yeah. like what is going on but yes i did not get any chemistry no. any feelings from that meet cute because yes i was feeling the same way this guy. Why is this man watching this yeah. child? I'm sorry, he's not even watching. Why is this man with not this child? Well, not watching this child. child. We do assume that that is his kid. I don't. Well, no, I didn't, but yeah. Maggie does. Maggie sorry, does, yeah. when I say we, they, she assumes that that's his child. Right. She also has a child, mm-hmm. and oh, well, let me, let me just time you out right there. Let me just time you out there. So you know, obviously, I was not a fan of this film. I will say, I will say, the one thing that I really, really liked about this movie is the family dynamic mm-hmm. of her daughter having to spend Christmas at her husband's, I'm sorry, her ex-husband's house with the ex-husband's new, I guess it's his new wife, or I'm not sure if they're dating, but so basically spending Christmas away from her mom. I thought that dynamic was great. I'm glad that Hallmark is putting in different types of family dynamics. I think that's very important. And the way they handled it was the best part of this film the best part of this film and the way that uh, Ashley acted that when the kid was going into the car you know speeding off to her dad's house for Christmas she had the tears in her eyes well that was the first time I felt anything yeah when I was watching it yeah it was great like I felt I was like oh my god I I loved her dynamic with the daughter and I do I have that in my notes too that I loved that we saw the ex so sometimes we'll see if they're a single parent Mm -hmm. or if usually the the husband is like dead or something. So I like that this was different, that she had an ex, but we actually get to see him and they were civil with each other and it was fine. And they they had, and and, and I think there's a lot of families out there that that do that, you know? And so it showed, like you said, the the husband's not dead. (laughs) He's alive and they have to interact. And then, you know, the husband brings the daughter at the end and they chat about it. And thank you so much. Like she thanked him. It was just, that to me was the best part. That was the whole romantic side was the family dynamic. That was the first time that I did get any feelings from the movie is when, because when she mentions it, that her daughter's going to be spending Christmas with her dad, I immediately was just like, oh my goodness, that must be really hard. But she's acting like it's totally fine. Oh, no big deal. I've got things to do. It's going to be fine. But you know, deep down she's, and then you see that come out when she drives away. It was very Chef heart, heartbreak. Chef kiss to that. Heartbreaking. So that, that you got feelings there. I did. You didn't get any feelings when she almost killed the guy with the Christmas tree. No feelings there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. I did. I will say that 
I thought the Maggie character was very funny. I thought she had really good wit. I liked her humor. Okay. You mentioned the script. I will give a nod to the writing in that she was very funny. I thought her humor was great. And the scene where after she's hit him with the Christmas tree and she goes to see him at the hospital, she thinks he can't hear him because I guess he's under like anesthesia yeah. and she's mumbling to herself, like talking. I don't quite remember what she's saying, but it did make me laugh. Like I thought it was cute. I just liked... I loved her character in this yeah. movie. And so, again, I'm going to keep on harping on that, that her character was wonderful. And I did truly believe that she fought, fell in love with her Lucas, the okay. Lucas character, and that she really liked him. I Well, she's a pro. <laughs> she's a pro. I have to be honest, though, that Lucas, I would not have fallen in love with Lucas. He's a jerk. Well, it's not that he's a jerk because we do, they do, and I'm glad they brought it to attention. So this is his character right. that he's supposed to be. Even his sister-in-law calls him prickly. Mm -hmm. This is the word that they use. And that is what he is. He's prickly. He doesn't seem approachable. He's not very friendly. Yeah. And he does start to open up to Maggie. and But I don't think that it was enough for someone as sweet and likable as Maggie, I guess when they have the phrase opposites attract, they, they couldn't be more opposite. So, Yeah, I, I, I think you're right on that. The, the issue, you, you say how you like Maggie, you know. I thought she was, and I've said this before, these characters that are like way too pushy. Like she basically kidnaps him. Oh, she was very pushy. Yeah, but like, I to like a, a frightening extent. Like she but, literally kidnaps but, him to do the tree. Oh, you're leaving? You don't do the tree? She sends her daughter to guilt him. There's so much guilt in this movie towards Lucas. Like you don't hang out with us? You should hang out. Like no, that but is. But Ashley Williams delivering it made it seem okay. I feel like if it would have been anyone <laughs> yeah, else, it wouldn't true. have worked. But she's still so lovable because I'm. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, wow, she is really pushy. Yeah. Um, she's not gonna take no for an answer, but. She's still so friendly and happy and about it that I I bought it. I, you okay. know, right. I would do whatever she asked me to do because <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs> She's just like, her joy in the movie was infectious. And that is that was my favorite thing about the movie was right. watching her character and how she dealt with her daughter not being there for Christmas and trying to find love with this mystery man yeah which again i think is a little weird that she just offers this stranger to stay at her guest house and weird. then invites him into her home with her daughter yeah. just very easily like come help us decorate our tree come have dinner with us she doesn't know this man no. at all no but i mean she does see that i mean we do see that he has a brother and that a sister-in-law and yeah, a little kid and so Maybe that lowers her guard, so he can't be that bad. But yes, you can still be that bad. Yes, that does help. That the... and she feels guilty for it too. I think, and she generally feels guilty. Oh, we forgot to say, she broke his wrist when she slams the Christmas tree into him. Breaks his wrist. He can't go to Aspen, which again, I'm not sure how he broke his wrist. It's it just... didn't look like he fell on his wrist at all. He just falls like flat on his mm. back. If anything, he would have like broken his back, yeah. tailbone, something. Mm. I don't know. But you know. But I will say. You know, from a 
technical standpoint, <laughs> from a technical standpoint, I love that scene in the Christmas tree lot. There was something about that park area, the way that it was decorated. There were these street lamps in the background there, lit beautifully. There was just something very Christmassy about it that really that really got me. I remember looking at that and being like, wow, I want to be there right now with Ashley picking on a tree. Like I was, I was there. I was there. Really? Yeah. You wanted to be there with Ashley. With whomever. <laughs> with whomever. With whomever. No, it was cute. Yeah. And I, I thought the scene was funny when she hits him and he falls. I thought it was a little weird that she recognized him right away because he doesn't really look the same. He has a cat, like a mm-hmm. beanie. He doesn't have the sweater either. He doesn't have the sweater. He has a beanie on and, you know, I don't know... But I guess maybe she was thinking of him being attractive when she first met him. Right. I couldn't get that from the meet cute. But the fact that the minute she sees his face, she's like, oh, it's the guy in the sweater. Well, she talked about him with her friend, you know, so maybe. Yeah, I just didn't think that that meaning was very memorable. But Well, she saw him neglect a child and the child almost died. <laughs> so, yes, you better believe she's going to be remembered. I thought that he almost died. He could have broken his neck. It could have been bad. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised that little boy didn't break his wrist. <laughs> 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 Karma. Maybe that's what it was yep. because he wasn't watching the kid and then You're, you're happened, probably right. Um, but no, I agree with you that, that Lucas' character, he just seems like a jerk. Uh, I, I did actually resonate with him a lot, though, when he was talking about work and how... You know, apparently he's this great architect. I didn't see it from his drawings that he was doing. <laughs> he was saying that, you know, he, you know, he's, he's always been focused on his career. He wanted to build houses, but now he's building skyscrapers because he was poached, you know, right out, uh, right out of college because apparently he's extremely talented. And so this idea, he has this speech early on in the film where he's talking about, you know, you keep going for the next goal and you keep going and all it is is another 10 hours added to your work week. And just sort of that feeling. And I, and I definitely resonated because, you know, before, you know, COVID happened, that's, that was me. I was constantly trying to go for the next goal in my career. And it was easy. You know, I joke with, about it with you that, you know, and a lot of times I am the Hallmark villain, you know, in real life. Because it was always about career, career, career. And so, you know, hearing him make this speech, I thought, was a moment that resonated with me. And he, deli- he delivered it really well. So I believed his character then. Yes, he... Niall Matter did a great job because I thought that character, you know, so I didn't like him at first, which is the point. And we saw this in One Royal Christmas with the Prince. I did not like him at first, but then I grew to like him. He opens up. And I think that's the point is we see this character at first. We don't really know his story. He just seems like a jerk. And even his own family is, you know, using words like prickly to describe him. Yeah. But that same scene that you talk about, I think they're in the diner eating blueberry waffles. Yeah. And he's talking with his friend about all the things that you said, which that helped me have a little sympathy for him mm-hmm. and hearing, you know, maybe where the, the grumpy Gus comes from. And then we learned that he had a fiance who apparently left him. And oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, he's going through some stuff. He's going through some stuff, and that's even what his family says. They even say like he's been going through a lot, and I guess this trip was like his way to blow off some steam, and then it gets ruined. So I kind of feel like okay, maybe that's why he's not very likable because he's got all of this stuff going on 
So okay. I can kind of empathize with him. All right. Uh, I will give him that. No. Why don't we talk a little technical? Let's talk a little technical for a bit. Because the thing that kills me about this movie, the thing that just... I, I couldn't sleep last night because I was thinking about it. The production value on this film is through the roof. You know, we, we've talked about it before that, you know, they don't have enough lights or the lights are poor, or the lighting's poor. Production value across the board on this, excellent. From the camera work to the lighting, just outstanding. Out, out, outstanding. Maggie's house was so dreamy. Oh my God. Right? And interior lighting. Interior lighting is so hard to do. These guys nailed it. It was the right amount of, of color grade, where it's, it's realistic, it's warm, it's just, it's great. It's great. I, I can't say enough good things about uh, the camera operators, the lighting tech. Uh, the, only, the only bad thing that bothered me was the sound. Again, we're having uh, sound mixing issues where Lucas was a, very mumbly a lot of times because the audio was so low on him. So hard to hear what he said in the very beginning. You know, that's an easy fix, but just, I guess it was just missed in post. So that, that kind of was a letdown, but everything else, A plus is across the board. It's a beautiful film to look at. Like I mentioned, the tree lot, gorgeous set. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I think I said, oh my God, aloud when they showed that, they show it a lot in the movie. So I think they were very proud of Maggie's house. They should they be. That, that same shot where they're, yeah, they, they're zooming in. <laughs> they just show like the front of her house like so the many times. Zoom, yeah. And I just, her house looked humongous. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking of like, okay, she's teaching like second graders, first graders. How is she pulling in that kind of money to have a house? I was thinking the same what, thing. What are the property values like? Because I this house, know. insane. insane. It was insane, but it was beautiful. And then she has this like amazing guest house too, but... Well, maybe that, I, we don't know what her husband, or her ex-husband oh. did. So maybe that was their home and he left. And maybe. I don't know. But yes, beautiful house. Or maybe they pay their teachers really well where she lives. Yeah. But yes, I loved her home. Mm. I loved when she would go out in the little back uh, patio oh, yeah. and patio? drink her coffee when and the, it, with the, all of the lights. And the fire going and the friends would come over. and Oh, oh my, my gosh, God, yeah. I just, I wanted to live there. Yeah. It was we live we live in a, in a hundred year old home that we absolutely love, but seeing her her modern masterpiece, <laughs> it gave me a little bit of jealousy. I was like, man, did we make the right decision? <laughs> but no, it was just a great set design, just a plus all around. So, coming from the romance side, Wait, what romance? <sighs> what romance are you talking about? There were moments that I did have feelings. I, a romantic feeling? Sadly, no. This I'm just I'm getting there. <laughs> this movie did give me feelings, but it did not give me any romantic feelings, okay. unfortunately. What kind of feel? Talk about your feelings. Get them out. So some of the points were, even though mm -hmm. the military plot did seem out of place, right? That was, I did get some feelings from that. I did get emotional. Oh, yeah. The little boy and the place where they volunteer, I thought, was very cute. Oh, he was adorable. Every 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 scene he was in, I was like, oh my god, it's the cutest kid. Yes, it. and I looked him up, <laughs> and I have a little fun fact for you. Okay. Um, jumping off of the Hallmark train, he was in the 
TV series that we recently just watched, The Haunting of Bly Manor. I knew he looked familiar. I knew he looked familiar. He's a little... Well, I don't want to spoil it. Oh, yes. We won't spoil that because this is not a horror podcast. No, it is not. But Maybe. it's almost it's almost a romantic story. But no spoilers. Anyway, but yes, he is in that. Good good pick. He was in there. When I looked up, I was like, oh my gosh. That's um, so funny because he looks so familiar to me. Yes. Uh, so he was in there, but he... He was really great. So I do want to give a shout out. Um, his name is Calix Fraser. Again, pronunciations. One day I will get these right. <laughs> but both, he was great. I loved him. Mm-hmm. He was very adorable. Really, every scene he was super cute. And yeah. then, you know, he's just missing his dad. And he just... So I did. I got the most feels from, from that. Mm-hmm. And I will say, Lucas helping out in... Like with the kids, that is where we see mo- the mo- majority of his personality yeah. come out. True. So he does start seeming a little bit more likable. Still not for me in that he's just not my type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't just, he didn't, didn't have quite enough charm <laughs> that would have won <laughs> me over. It would have been sweet to see him with the kids, but. Um, well, he's still, he was, I felt like he was playing closed off. A lot of the movie, you know, and so very rare that we see him open up. And Maggie is, she is trying really hard to like pull everything out of him. And he does start opening up to her. They do have the scene where they decorate the tree together. But but time out on that tree decorating. That to me, and I don't know if you felt this, super weird that she wants, she's like, so a little (laughs) backstory. Maggie decorates the tree with, with Lucas and her child, Ellen, I think is her name. Yes, but this yeah. is the scene I know, without I know. her. Right. Oh. So they decorate the tree with Ellen. And it's like a fun time, you know, family kind of thing. After Ellen leaves, Maggie's looking at the tree. And she's like, you know what? I've always wanted, I just want to decorate the tree I, the way I want to. So she takes down the decorations that she did with her daughter and decorates in a completely different style. That was very weird to me. Like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, sort of weird. Well, I mean, she does explain that it was the decorations that her husband always wanted. Right. So she wanted to do the decorations that she wanted to do. And I mean, her daughter isn't spending Christmas there. So she did get to decorate the tree with her. But her daughter's not going to be there for Christmas. So that didn't strike you as odd? I thought the scene was odd, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing doing a great job of of explaining it, but you still thought the scene. But I understood why she would have wanted to change it. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Because I do, I'm very particular. You are. About <laughs> how we decorate our tree. No. But that scene, I would have liked it to be a little more fun or romantic. So she does have the fun decorating with the daughter, like you mm-hmm. said earlier. And this one, they're having these like deep conversations while they're decorating the tree. And I thought maybe... It wouldn't have fit, but I thought maybe they would have thrown in a kiss or something there, or maybe like an almost kiss. Or a little arm grab, an arm grab maybe? Something, some yeah. touch, because Maggie is looking at him. Yeah, I saw that too. Maggie is looking very longingly at mm-hmm. him, and I, th- I felt that from her. I felt it too. I felt a little off though. It did because feel a little it was off, because like they're having these deep... like deep conversations. So, like I said, I am buying that Maggie is falling in love with this guy. Yeah. I'm not really sure why, because he's still not super likable. But it's a Christmas sweater. It got her. 
she saw that Target, that 1999 Target Christmas sweater. I was like, you know what? This is the man for me. Yeah. This is it. But I did like, I liked seeing her looking at him in a loving way. Okay. That was sweet. It did feel a little out of place, but I'm going to take it where I can get it, basically. And then we do actually get a before end kiss. We do. It's a rarity, but everyone's it's becoming more common, I would say. It's becoming more common, but it doesn't happen for every phone. What did you think about that kiss? So it had a few things working for it. Okay. It had it had a carriage ride. You do love a good carriage love ride. Love a good carriage <laughs> ride. They were in the little downtown area, which was really cute, and so they go on the carriage ride. He doesn't pick her up. We don't get that. <laughs> if you listen to our one royal holiday episode, you know, if I think it, I think it was nice that you know he picked her up and put her in the carriage. But Lucas did not do that. Was I surprised? No. He has a broken wrist that shattered in multiple places. Oh, that's places. true. That's true. See, I already forgot. So okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I will. You're taking back. I will take that back. I All guess right. okay. that makes sense that he couldn't pick her up. So he does have an excuse. Sorry. Sorry, Lucas. So we get a carriage ride. And I don't even really remember the conversation that they're having. But we do get a kiss. Yep. But it's awkward. And you know what makes it awkward? Well, that it's a bumpy ride. Like, they're, yeah. it's bumpy while they're trying to kiss, which is awkward. Right. But I know what you're going to say. Creepy Santa. <laughs> Creepy Santa's back, except this time he's alive and moving. Uh, this Santa Claus, it's it, it's weird because it's not just that, first of all, the Creepy Santa's driving the carriage. Um, and we call him Creepy Santa because he's watching them make out. Like, they kiss, and it immediately cuts to Creepy Santa looking behind at them, which was super odd. So that ruined the moment. Well, that's what I was curious, is how is he watching them, but also driving the carriage? Exactly, because he's not turning. His head's not turned around. It's just cut to him staring forward, but it makes it seem like he's looking at them. So that's bad editing. That's and just bad editing. Like laughing, like ho ho ho, ho 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 and they just kind of look up and are like, "Oh, Santa." <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little awkward. Yeah, it's it real awkward. But I was really happy for Maggie because yeah. she's probably not had the affection of a man in a while. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, well, she says she. Well, they, her friend yeah. says like you haven't been, been trying. Day, right? She well, tries to help everyone else but herself. You know, I will say, well, she helps everyone but herself because she's pushy, constantly <laughs> pushy. Uh, I will say that it is cute when they're talking about you know not finding dates and everything. They've tried dating and stuff. That whole conversation I thought was really. And that was in the carriage too. That it was, was a nice very thing. realistic conversation. Now that you're saying it, it is coming back yeah. to me. Because um, I couldn't quite remember what they were talking about. Yeah. But it was a nice conversation. It was a nice scene. But Santa- That actually, yes, reminds me. She says something that did make me laugh. Is that she went out with a guy that says, supposedly. <laughs> and yes, mispronounced words are a pet peeve of mine. Which is ironic since I mispronounce half of the cast members' names on here. So, <laughs> so yes, that part was funny. I thought that line yeah. was was good let's bring it back to the christmas sweater i think my favorite scene and we talked about this before when she comes down in her christmas dress slash sweater and he's like oh you, you know he says something and ashley williams says what this old thing 
And the way she delivers that line, impeccable. <laughs> impeccable. My favorite part of the movie was that. It was a cute scene. Yeah. I think Lucas might even laugh a little. Oh, you know, very, gets, very different for him. We get some personality there. But yes, that was a cute scene where she comes down in the non-ugly yeah. Christmas dress. dress. I just, I wish, I just wish that the Christmas sweater played a little bit more into it, um, and, and again, I think it's just because we have like three movies crammed into here, and if they had just focused on, you know, if they're doing a comedy or if they're doing a serious one, it, I think it really would have would have shown bright. Yeah. So we get down to your favorite part mm-hmm. of these films. It's where the conflict comes in. I know, I know you didn't. (laughs) If you would have watched this movie with this guy, he was in such agony. Oh, man, because I thought they were, I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be good. I thought we weren't going to have this. They made it seem like they were going to take care of it, have adult conversations. We get classic Hallmark conflict where she overhears something that Lucas says to his friend, overreacts by not talking talking and they've been talking this whole film but they won't talk here and it ruins everything it ruins her big play thing they're doing their their huge event it ruins christmas like they just let it go on and on and it's just it's it kills me it kills me inside because i just i empathize so much with her and the fact that these events are ruined and all she had to do was just talk to him yes for as much as i love maggie mm-hmm. I, we have to say that this was one of the most exaggerated yes. reactions to the conflict. Oh my God. Her reaction of him, like overhearing him say he's getting a plane ticket, that's all she hears, yep. runs away. When he comes up to her again, she pulls back, she pulls her arm away from him so quickly. Yep. Not, can't even look at him. You know he's going back to New York. It's not like, it's not like she's surprised by this. Like she No, was, she's known all along. She keeps saying it to her friend. He's going to be leaving. Yeah. He's going to be leaving. Just, oh my God, it, it drove me crazy. Like I was, I was, it was so upset. To me, it was out of character for her. It because was, she's handled everything else in her life with grace and with positivity. Mm-hmm. And then this and thing adult, happens. adult conversations. We have these adult conversations throughout yes. the film. If she can have, you know, the civility with her ex-husband mm-hmm. and how they've handled all of that. So it was. It did seem a little out of character for her to get so upset and not even try to talk to him about it. And it goes on for days. It does. <laughs> but I do really like the end scene. It probably was my favorite. Which part of the end scene? Well, the very end. Okay. I did like when the, again, the military aspect, mm-hmm. as we have said multiple times, was out of place. But it was very sweet. When they get them to um, video chat with the kids and our little boy sees his dad. I get choked up just thinking (laughs) about it. (laughs) They knew they were going to get us. They were like, we're going to make somebody feel something with this movie. So that part did get me. I was a little confused as to why they would have made these soldiers create these gingerbread houses. It's like, well, they have more important things to be doing. I think the video chat alone would have been enough yeah. but they made them make gingerbread houses and like elaborate well. gingerbread houses these aren't just like two <laughs> graham crackers and a marshmallow roof these are, are like architectural wonders 
so yes, I agree with you. That was so that was kind of weird, but we did get some feels for that. So that was nice. But the actual ending with Maggie and Lucas. Mm-hmm. So they exchange gifts. He's coming to say goodbye. And she's still mad at him. She's still mad at him. But she got a gift for him. Well, yeah. she got it before she was yeah, mad. She, yeah, much before. They exchange gifts. They don't even hug each other. No. It's so heartbreaking to see her just not even try. And they've already kissed, which is, you know, a big deal. A big deal in Hallmark. They've already kissed. Yes. And so he leaves. And going to the airport, they open each other's gifts. Mm-hmm. They're very... I, I loved the gifts. Yeah. I thought the gifts were... He gives her plane tickets to Paris. And the Christmas sweater. That's the most important part. Wow. I did think that was sweet because then it like smelled like him and you know girls like that. But the 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 Paris plane tickets, I was just like, wow, big big time architect. So Lucas does redeem himself in the end with getting her Paris plane tickets, Mm -hmm. and then she gets him the architecture book that he can't find, and it's very sweet. We get a car turnaround, and I love his friend. His friend, I would do, do need to talk about him for just a brief moment. He was a very good supporting character. I really liked... I thought their relationship was believable. And I, I like that scene at the end where he... Does he say something? Like, he just looks so excited. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're doing this. We're turning <laughs> around. I'm going to take you back. So I thought that was cute. And... Yeah, he was great. So, yeah. He comes back to her house and... Christmas magic. Christmas magic. Well, the, it's funny. The, the end scene, you know, they do that... The, the front of the house scene that we've seen like a hundred times in this film because again they're so proud of it they should be the house looks amazing they showed the front of the house nice little wide shot there and you think it's over but then Lucas comes out grabs his suitcase and then comes back into the house which I thought was so clever like I don't know why that scene got me I was like that's so smart and again it, it's these weird weird things that seems like a comedy thing so we have like a comedy film with a serious film. They don't fit together at all. And we're left with a film that's just not good because they didn't go one way or the other. They tried to do two things, sometimes three, just didn't work. But that last scene when he comes out for his suitcase was, was pretty great. It was funny. It was very odd. And it was so good. It was very un-Hallmark-like, yeah. which was strange, but it was funny and I liked it. Yeah. But yes, the I think this movie would have been better as a whole if they would have just focused more on just the characters. Maybe I could have gotten to know Lucas a little bit mm-hmm. more. They do briefly, they talk about, you know, their passions and stuff and have these serious conversations. But again, like you said, we have this like comedy, but then these like really serious issues as well. Yeah. So I just didn't couldn't do didn't it. Didn't know how to feel. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know how to feel. And it really does feel like they just took two scripts and shuffled the pages together and said, we're doing this. And it breaks my heart because, again, we have great performances here. You know, technically, you know, through the roof in terms of, of style. Even the fake snow looked good in this film. So just a lot of money spent on production just didn't land. Kills me because I love Ashley Williams so much. Like I said, you know, How I Met Your Mother shout out. She is Ted Mosby's <laughs> wife, so yeah, it fell fell a little flat. But there were moments that I enjoyed, oh, yeah. and so I'm glad we got to talk about those. And no, yeah, I think there are there are definitely some fun moments here. There are some fun moments, but now that we know what a real ugly Christmas 
sweater is <laughs> or what you would call just a Christmas sweater, not ugly. You know, I feel all the better for it. So hope you guys learned something today about Christmas sweaters. <laughs> or at least how we feel about them. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening as always. Uh, we are on Apple. And Spotify. Mm-hmm. Google, social media, everywhere. Please send us messages. We love hearing from you. Um, you know, let us know what you think. If you agree, disagree, you know, we love talking about these. So we'd love to talk to you. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back. Thanks, guys.